This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to the Sunshine Girl podcast. This is a place for growth and honest conversations about life and living it. Relationships, personal development, and everything in between. The Sunshine Girl podcast belongs to Ghanaian broadcaster Jessica Opare-Safuro, who lives and resides in Ghana. You can find her YouTube channel at Jessica OS or find her on Facebook using her name. Welcome once again to the Sunshine Girl podcast. I hope the conversations are beneficial. Time to get, um, <laughs> get with the sales and trading manager, Data Bank Brokerage Limited, Sydney Cranzi. Yeah. He's in studio to tell us about investing on the stock market and all we need to know. But hopefully, by the time this conversation is done, yeah. we will know the ins and outs of it and how we can take advantage to make our, so, to secure our future, yeah, basically. Yeah. So, Sydney, so good to see you. Jessica, thank you so much. Now, what's the stock market? Uh, Charlie, so to be honest, I understand you perfectly. <laughs> I remember those days in class, they'll teach us about the stock market and they'll ask us, do you understand? We'll all say yes, but Charlie, we all didn't understand the thing. We just wanted to leave class. <laughs> yeah, so we would graduate, but Charlie, we didn't understand the practicality of it. So I get you perfectly. I get you perfectly. So the stock market, eh, um, I mean, it's what the name denotes stock market right market for stock so i mean if you're looking for food you go to your food market right mm-hmm. makola you know madina market and stuff so the, the stock market is basically a market where people meet to buy or sell or buy and sell stocks okay okay and um the market i mean it's so it's across various countries like in the u.s they'll have their versions of the stock market nigeria has ds ghana we also have ours right that's a Ghana stock exchange. Okay. So basically, what we say by stock market is, I mean, it's just a companies giving ownership right to the public. Okay. So, for instance, um, let's say CTFM, mm-hmm. right? Um, if they say Jessica has shares in CTFM, okay, it just means that you have part ownership in in the company. Right. Exactly. So that's what it basically about just having ownership in in in, 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 in different companies. companies. Yeah, different okay. companies. Okay. Exactly. So, so so those are what they call stocks. So that's what they call stocks. You can people also say shares, right? Okay. It's, it's used in chat. Oh. Interchangeable. So it's either stocks or shares. Or shares. Some people to say shells. Whatever your tongue <laughs> will allow you to say it. But I mean it's 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 using interchangeably. Okay. So when we say you have shares in a particular company, it just means that you own the company stock. Basically, uh-huh. yeah, just use Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm happy that you've said this, but really, how big is this market? The stock market, how many stocks are being listed, for instance, on the Ghana, Ghana stock, stock exchange, yeah. and what are some of the most popular ones you know you can tell us about? Okay, so currently, there are about 35 companies that have opened themselves up to the public wow. to have some uh, ownership in them. So, you have your MTNs, you have your Ghana Commercial Bank, Echo Bank, Access Bank, uh, quite a number of them, about 35. And uh, you were asking about popularity. Mm. Uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's relative. So MTN, for instance, 
Um, I'm sure a lot of us know about them. Remember in 2018, they decided to do an IPO and they were saying what for 75, just 75 pesos, you can have uh, shares or ownership in MTN. So it's one of the, the most popular ones. I think as of now, they have over 120,000 retail investors. So, oh, wow. yeah, talking about me, you, oh, yeah. that's what you yeah, call retail. Yeah, exactly. right. okay. So there's quite some popularity there. I think the concept is catching on mm. uh, gradually. Right. Yeah. Is this, uh, just off topic, mm-hmm. is this something that's very easy to get into, like for companies? Why aren't there more? Because okay. I was thinking maybe there'll be more than 35. Yeah. So it's, it's so the concept of, stocks right it's about ownership you are opening yourself up for other people to have to some money in. exactly uh-huh. so think about it um yeah i mean the concept has ca- caught on in other developed countries you have a lot of companies that list ghana it's growing i know the stock exchange has done a lot of work in the past few years to try and get companies to come on board and basically raise money from the stock market and give Ghanaians the chance to own you know a portion of their company so it's something that is catching on and we should see it improving in the years to come so why are some more actively being traded than others um so it 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 depends right so before i even answer that question mm. let me ans- ask um, answer this or let me ask and, and answer why people decide to invest in stocks right that question is key okay and the reason is mainly because of the potential monetary benefits that you could derive from it okay how it, does it work perfect so Two main reasons why people invest in stocks. One is what they call dividends, mm-hmm. okay? Dividends, and then the other is what they call capital appreciation. So let me just break it down. Dividends simply means that the company, over a period of time, maybe in a year, performs well. So they make money. A typical company will make revenue. They'll pay staff uh, wages and whatever, you know, utility bills and all that. Then at the end of the day, they make profits, okay. okay? After paying their tax. So they decide that they use, they share a portion of their profits with the shareholders. That's what they call dividends. It's as simple oh, as that. Right. So if Bill Gates, for instance, came today and said he has a business and Jessica, he, he wants you to be a shareholder, I'm sure you'd smile. Of course. Yeah, you smile Gates. because like Bill Gates, his name is synonymous <laughs> with money, right? Yeah. But you are thinking about the cash. You know right. that it's likely the company will do well. And then at the end of the day, you enjoy some of the profits that he would have gotten alone. Or with his friends. That's right. Exactly. Okay. Cool. So that's that's the dividend aspect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The other one is what they call capital appreciation. It's a simple concept. It just means that you bought stocks at this price today, and a couple of months or years, whatever later, when you are selling it, the price is higher than what you bought it at. So a typical example, <clears throat> MTN, when they were doing their IPO, it was going for seventy-five pesos a share. Today, if you want to buy MTN or you want to sell MTN on the market, it's going for one CD, 20 pesos. So that's a, about a 60% appreciation. Mm. You get it? Yes, so I those who it. bought in 2018, if they decide to sell today, or even at the beginning of the year, MTN was going for around 60 pesos, 64 there about. So if you are selling it today, that's roughly about 87% capital appreciation. Wow. How many businesses would you... You know, within a short period of time, or even let's go back to even 2010. Right. GCB. Hmm. 2010, it was going for around 97 pesos. Okay. Today, it's trading around five CDs, 40 pesos. Wow. That's okay. more than 400 percent. Okay. So, I mean, think about what were you doing in 2010. I remember what I was doing then. <laughs> Black Stars was playing World Cup. We were using our energy to Chale. grow. We say like supporting Olile and Co. Right. Yeah. But if I'd use a bit of that energy to go and open a brokerage account. 
and bought GCB. So that'll be four hundred percent richer Crazy. on my GCB investment. Yeah. So that's mm. why people mm. are excited about the stock market, and that's mm. why you tune into your CNN, your BBC, even sometimes even on I think Eyewitness News. There's a portion where they talk about the stock market, and that's people right. are listening because yes. there's a gold mine there. Yeah. Exactly. So it's because of these two key reasons: the dividend. And then capital the capital appreciation. appreciation yeah. Quick question. I mm -hmm. mean, you talk about capital appreciation. Is capital depreciation a thing? Thank you. So there's a good side and the bad side that you <laughs> have to be aware of it. The same way a stock can go up, it can go down based on various factors, right? So I gave you an example of MTN. I said it's, the IPO was price was 75 pesos. Somewhere along the line last year, it went all the way to around 58 pesos. It dropped. Mm. Mm. You get it. So yeah. at that time, if you decided to sell your stock, you lose. You have lost. Mm. But if you waited a bit and decided to sell today, it's going for one city twenty pesos. So that's where you'd have gained. Right. So that's where you have to be mindful that there are times when stocks can go down, depending on different factors. There are times that if you just be, decide to be patient, it can appreciate, and then you can make your gain on it. Okay. Mm. All right. This is this is very very insightful. Yep. So I mean, back to the question. Why are some stocks more actively traded than others? Okay. So, having said that, it's three main reasons, if I want to summarize it. you'd So, think about it. There are some phones that sell faster than others, right? There are some cars that sell, you know, more than others. It's the same way for stocks. Okay. People will trade actively in a stock if they understand it. Understanding a stock means that you understand the company because the stock is a representation, representation of the company. So if you understand MTN and their business, right, and you understand how they make money, a lot of people understand it is simple. The concept is simple for them. You realize a lot of people would go towards it, right, because they understand it. Right. But if you don't really understand the company, how it operates, you shy away from it. Typical right. example, Anglo Gold Ashanti. It's a gold mining company. Typically, you think gold, so everybody will go there. But for some reason, people don't really understand how it operates. It's funny. So you don't really see it trading much, okay. right? Or sometimes it's because of the price per share. So I mentioned MTN, when we're doing the IPO, 75 pesos, anybody can buy, right? That's it's right. Or almost anybody. But Anglo Gold, for instance, is trading 37 cities per share. Wow. Oh, how wow. many people can you get it? Exactly. And then other times it's just because people are just not excited about the company. I mean, we don't like it. We don't like you. We don't have faith. That you, yeah, growth that's going to grow, yeah. exactly. So okay. we don't really, yeah. Cool. Um, uh, just a quick question. Mm -hmm. How easy is it to, to sell your stocks once you, you buy them? Okay, that's another good question. How easy? It is also depends on how actively the stock trades, right? So you could buy a stock today and you want to sell later. But at that point in time, there are no buyers for it. You cannot sell if there's no buyer. Of course. Exactly. So you need to have buyers for it. And there are times where people are just not interested in buying, either because they think the price you're selling it is too high, or sometimes it's just a sentiment around the market. People just are shying away from the stock market and they want to do treasury bills like Craig David, right? <laughs> exactly. But, I mean, now he's learning, so he's going to go. So, yeah, these, these are some of the things. So there are times where, yeah, people just decide to shy you know, away from it. And then you don't really see that active hmm. participation. Yeah. So it's your industry. Tell me yep. how often this happens, because I think it will be a matter of concern for a lot of people. Okay. Because if I was to take my hard-end CDs, mm -hmm. 
buy stocks into mm. like in a company yeah. and then it gets to a point where either I need to just liquidate mm-hmm. that or mm-hmm. you know for whatever reason I want to mm-hmm. sell and I'm yeah. not getting buyers yeah. like do people get stuck with shares does this happen often so it's relative right there are times where yes you would have people bring an order within the same day itself Okay. Sometimes the following day, sometimes in a week, right? There are some tools, sometimes it might take like a couple of weeks, a couple wow. of months. Yes, because there's just no interest in that company. So at that point, I mean, that's the thing. You took on that risk. And that's the thing about stocks. They are risky. Of course. They are, they are risky. The return I was talking about earlier for GCB and MTN, that's a good side. But for such kind of high return, you know, opportunities, you should know the risk as well. So right. sometimes yeah, you just can't sell and you just have to wait. Hmm. and hope what's the longest anyone has waited in in your history of doing this in like my in your, history yeah like in your oh, job i know there are people who have waited for like over a year to wow. sell some certain types of stocks yeah so okay. that is why when you're going to make a purchase you need to take your time and ask questions you need to ask the right questions because if you go and make your own decision and decide to buy there are times where the broker can actually give you good advice to help you so that at least you know that this stock you are buying is likely for it to sell in the future if you want to make some some gains. So okay. you need to balance it. Use your own ability, but also pick, you know, the opinions of other people. Right. Yeah. Okay. So how simple or complicated would you say is it to invest invest in stocks? Like, just guys, simple. Literally, just walk in and say, "I want this stock." No, it's it, <laughs> the, the process is simple. The stock exchange has made the procedure so simple for you and I to take part in. So basically, you just have to, um, you need to identify a broker. Okay. So the arrangement is such that you you can. It's not like a you, you uh, like a phone shop that you, or you go and post on your status that I mean I'm selling shares. I'm you know that kind of thing. No, it's well organized. Okay. It's it's well. Um, regulated so you have to go through a broker so you go to a broker the broker helps you to set up their um an investment account okay and then once you are done with that so it's two forms the broker will set you up on an account and then there's also something called the central securities depository account csd for short okay and it's key it's key because the csd so back in the day shares used to trade in hard copy form right like you get a certificate okay now it's electronic okay, right. okay. so anytime you buy shares it's direct it's automatically credited to your account at the csd they are an independent entity that's supposed to safeguard the investments of investors so that your brokers or whoever in case you are you know paranoid or something nobody plays with your you know your investments so it's there with the csd at any point in time you can check check with them and then they would um i mean they'll confirm or verify you know your holdings your shareholdings and stuff so you have these two accounts and once after that you just have to find your account with the broker. Tell them that this is what you buy. Or you just have a chat with them. They can give you some their, advice. Some on, advice yeah. Exactly. And at Data Bank, we do that very well, giving advice to our clients. We have a very strong team. Awesome. Yeah, exactly. So, okay. In good hands. All right. So, so, so how does the average investor know which stocks to buy? Mm. I mean, mm. if they want to own st- stocks on the Ghana Stock Exchange, like yeah. just walk in and talk to someone? or yeah. Fantastic question. So it all boils down to... Research. You, you see, you are, you are investing in a company. You are buying their stock. You need to know and understand what you are doing. So it's basically about research. You can either decide to do it by yourself or, like I said, work with your investment, uh, your stockbroker or um, any analyst, investment analyst to, to assist you. Mm. So basically, I mean, there are key things, a lot of things that you factor, right? But 
basically, we are just looking at the past performance of the company to just get a sense of how good their profits or their earnings have been over the years, right? right? Because sometimes it can give you a sense of how they'll perform in the future. So basically, that's what you are looking at. And then you're also looking at the industry in which they are operating in. Are there prospects for, for growth, you know, opportunities for them to make more money? You know, those are some of the key questions that people would look at if they want to decide which company to. So if you are looking at like an MTN, you're looking at your GCB, you're looking at the industry in which they're operating in and try to get a sense of whether within the foreseeable future they will be relevant in that industry enough mm. to be making good money you know, for the company and for the, the shareholders, okay. basically. All right. Yeah. Well, if you just joined us, uh, this is 97.3 City FM. It is the Traffic Avenue. We're spending time with our investor. And this has been something that's been on the show over the last, what, four weeks, four five weeks? weeks? Exciting times, I tell you. Data Bank has been so great, giving us all the resource people we need and really breaking things down for us. We're talking about investing on the stock market and what you need to know. Now, if you have questions, you can actually join this conversation uh, before Mr. Cranting leaves here today ask him any question you want related to the subject matter so let's talk about the uh performance of the ghana stock exchange like how's that mm. going <laughs> yeah it's, it's 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 going well it's going well um so i have to put it in context right the gse has been operation for 29 full years out of these 29 years 19 of these years have been positive years uh, about 10 yeah 10 has been have been negative so when we say positive or negative, just basically trying to gauge. So let me just give this example. When you go to the doctor, right, the doctor puts a stethoscope on your heart to just get a sense of, you know, how your body, exactly. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean every part of your body is is fine, but it just gives him an overall sense. Right. Exactly. So it's the same thing with the stock market. We have what we call stock uh, indices, which is to track, try and gauge how the market as a whole is doing. You get it. So the GSE, for instance, we have 35 companies. If prices are generally going up for all the or for majority of the companies, then you get a sense that the market is doing well. But if prices are dropping, people are selling a lot and prices are dropping, then it gives you that you get that picture that the market is not really doing well. So when I say 19 positive years, it just means that for 19 times out of the GSE's 29 um, years of history, the years have been positive for them. So generally, if you decided to distribute your money evenly across all the stocks, you would have had some positive returns by the end of the year if you invested at the beginning. Right. That's in simple, you know, layman's terms. Language. Yeah, exactly. So it, it's 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 been it's been doing well. Um, like I said, if I think the highest is done in one year, it's about a hundred and fifty-four percent in two thousand and three. Meaning. If at the beginning of January you are putting money across all the stocks generally, mm-hmm. right? By December you have made 154 wow. percent return. Yeah, that was in 2003, and there've been other good years too. 2013, a couple of them, yeah, and then there've been the bad years too. So like 2009, for instance, the market as a whole did 40 negative 46 percent. It doesn't mean that all the stocks perform badly. Okay. Like I said, it's just a general picture. But if you decide to drill down, there could be some instances where some stocks performed yeah, well. that performed well. Exactly. <sighs> wow. So so this makes it really tricky. I mean, so for someone like me or David who <clears> might be interested in this whole thing, what do we do? Let's say we buy our stocks and then we realize that Charlie, that thing isn't performing well. Like it's performing in a way that, you know, looks like it's, it's not going to end. Like it's just mm-hmm. dipping mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you seem to be losing money. Mm-hmm. A lot of people just panic. Yeah, a lot of people but, panic. 
probably even want to pull out their shares. But mm-hmm. I mean, Follow you're in it. Yeah. What would you what would what would you say and what should investors do in, in such an instance? Yeah. Remember when we were young, we were advised not to follow peer pressure. True that. That advice is timeless. It applies in the stock market as well. A lot of people make decisions based on the crowd. They just follow what the crowd so stocks are bad and then they start to panic and then they also want to sell. But just pause. Take a deep breath. Why did you buy the stock? Understand your decision. You get it before you decide to make a panic decision. You don't want to, because people are doing it, you're also doing the same thing. Understand why the stock is not doing well. And there are times where a stock is not doing well, not because the company, there's a problem with the business model or there's a problem with management or something. Sometimes it could be other factors, just sentiments or people, or people just deciding that, you know what, we just want to put our money elsewhere. Right. You know, or sometimes even like last year, COVID. For instance, COVID just brought a new wave of uncertainty and people just wanted to hold on to cash. Right. So at that point, if you have stocks, Charlie, let me just sell this thing and then have some cash, you know, because of the uncertainty and all that. Right. But it doesn't mean the stocks, they were, the companies that would do it, you know, selling, were not necessarily doing well. It doesn't mean that. So okay. don't just get up and follow that crowd. That's why you should speak to your investment advisor and let him give you a true perspective of what is going on. Otherwise, you might end up just making a wrong move. And then, so like I said, Typical example, MTN dropped to like 58 uh, pesos last last year. Mm. Those who sold it then, if they had just waited. Yes. Exactly. One. So just take your time <sighs> and seek advice. Okay. So, well. so how about those of us who want to wait until we sort of get some indication that like, it's going up and mm, things are doing mm, well? Yeah. There are a lot of people like that who try to time <laughs> the market. Yeah. It's, it's difficult. In fact, there's research to prove that it's quite difficult and risky to do that. You, you think you are timing. You think you are the right moment to buy or to sell you are, you are trying to gauge and then sometimes it just backfires so that's why it's, you need to understand this thing and and a lot of times people say that investing in stocks is a long is for the long term because there are always cycles right. you get it so when you have that long-term horizon you know that yeah i mean there might be storms here and there but at the end of the day because you are sure of the fundamentals of the company the business model you know that it's a dominant force within its industry is going to generate revenue, which at the end of the day will trickle down to its profits and which we know will enhance the appeal of the company. Mm, yep. mm-hmm. You mentioned COVID. I yep. mean, how much did COVID impact the performance of stocks in 2020? Uh, and would you say the worst is over? Because we're still sort of reeling from the effects of COVID. COVID was serious. Yeah. COVID was serious. I mean, people say it, but practical. T- so let me just give you this practical example. I mean, before COVID, right, if you hear the fan milk, the pumping, pumping sound, right, you know that <laughs> students are going to come out and buy you got to buy fan ice. Right. Then COVID came. It came with what? Restrictions on movement. Schools had to go on a long break. A lot of us had to work from home and stuff like that. So I'm using the fan milk example. The sales guys who would have gone on the streets to sell, all of a sudden, there's nothing to sell. Right. So if you're a fan from fan milk's point of view, you expect your revenues to go down. So mm. it did affect a lot of companies, not mm. just family, but across industries. Thankfully, things have improved now. I mean, the lockdown restrictions have been eased and all that, and life is beginning to gradually get back to normal. So, yes, there's some improvement. In fact, there's even proof to that. As at now, from January to, we are in June, right? Right. The market has actually done 36% positive. Okay. Last year, it was a negative 13%. <laughs> which kind of uh, coincided with the COVID yeah. issue. But now it's already rebounded. So there's proof 
that things are getting better. Have you got into the ways that you'll be putting me in a, you know, <laughs> a tight spot to, it's difficult to tell, but at least there's indication that things are getting better. Okay. Yep. All right. Um, let me bring in a few of our messages. One says, good afternoon, Jess. Please ask your resource person if there are any ETFs on the Ghana Stock Exchange. And yeah. if so, how's it doing? What are ETFs? ETF, Exchange Traded Fund. So it's okay. like a mutual fund. I know we've had some discussion on mutual but mutual funds that are listed on an exchange okay. so that you can trade it there. So there is one. There's one called New Gold. It's sponsored by APSA, mm. uh, formerly Barclays, and it's based on gold. So it's a bit technical. I don't want to worry too. So to the lady or the person who asks, yes, there's a, there's a, an ETF called New Gold. And if you want to buy it, it's just contact your stockbroker. And we can sort you out. Okay. Yeah. Hello, Jess and Sydney. Does Data Bank trade with any of the international stock exchanges by any chance? Yeah. So we have partners in 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 markets outside Ghana. Okay. Uh, we are across Africa, from Egypt to South Africa to Rwanda, Nigeria, and what have you. So if you wanted to invest in, you know, if you want to play in those markets, you need a license. Data Bank doesn't have a license to operate there. So okay. what we do is we partner with brokers in those markets. So that if Jessica wants to buy. <laughs> Uh, say safari come in kenya hmm. then we sort you out interesting yeah but um in terms and then we also have some partners in the we are affiliated to some partners in the u.s and uk and stuff like that so if somebody's really serious about doing big stuff there yeah we can we, we can we can arrange something that's good to hear yeah. good afternoon jess and quick insightful combo with sydney uh please ask him what he thinks of retail purchases of about 20 shares of a company on a monthly basis does this help in creating wealth or it's all about the large volume purchases in terms of creating wealth? secondly does the advisory services for retail clients come at a cost okay so with the first uh, question there are various strategies I mean, when you are looking at uh, stocks, right, stock investing, there are various strategies. So he just brought one up. He's decided that at the end of the month, uh, he will put a part of a, a, a portion of his savings into buying stocks. He says it was 20, 20 shares, yeah, um, 20 shares, about monthly. 20 shares, yeah. Yeah. So basis. I'll not give him a straight yes or a straight no. But what I like about this question is that he's investment oriented. Mm. That's perfect. That's the key thing. And, you know, you, we need to have that, um, that appetite to always want to invest. As to the strategy, that's why it's good to meet your investment advisor and then we can go into detail about it, whether it's the right course or there's a, there's a better one to do. Mm. Then he asked about... Whether um, the advisory services yeah, come at a cost. No, no, no. So at least Data Bank, I can speak for... The, we don't pay you for advising. I mean, we don't charge you, charge you for mm. uh, advising you. The only thing that we do, I mean, for every broker, when you trade, there's something they call commission, right? So you just take a little commission on it. But in terms of the, the, the advice, it's totally free. Okay. Yeah. Um, quick question. So, so what is the minimum amount of money required to buy stocks? I've always been curious. So it depends from... It depends on what you want to buy. The right. minimum you can buy is one. I mean, <laughs> one is the... Yeah, so okay. one. Yeah. All right. And, and, and what happens to stocks when companies go bankrupt? Ah, that's a good question, <laughs> right? Yeah. When a company... So that's one of the risks, like I said. It could happen that when you started investing, there was a good management that was overseeing a good business model. Maybe along the line, a new management came and they just got, you know, and it happens everywhere. There are a lot of stories out there. When it does happen, so it doesn't just happen. Usually the signs are there, mm. right? Because a lot of times companies will have their AGMs, they'll meet with investors, have investor calls. And during these calls, analysts would ask very pertinent questions that would, you know, seek to understand the business model so that if there's something going on, it will come. So usually the signs are there. But mm. by the time a company comes out to say, you know, we are going bankrupt, that's where the exchange comes in. They suspend trading in the stock. Wow. So when, when they say suspend, it means that you can buy or you can sell. 
and then they try to get their company to sort it out. Either they are going to get someone to restructure it or whatever. It is. There are many options, but mm. just know that if there's bankruptcy at that point in time, then you can't buy or you can't sell that particular wow. stock. And then, yeah. But eventually, you're able to get your money out. It all depends. It depends on the solution to the, right. the bankruptcy. Because sometimes you might have like a private investor who come and pick take over the, the company. And then that one, they might want to buy out the existing shareholders. Right. So they'll just pick it up. So yeah, there are instances like that. Sometimes you just get stuck till some good solution comes up. Yeah. All right. Uh, let me see. So one says, please, I want to find out the age range to trade on the stock market. Mm. Can someone below 18 trade on the stock market? Yeah. So per the rules, 18 and above. Okay. You can trade. If you are below 18, then it has to be a trust account. So Jessica in trust for, you know, your guardian who is like 14 years or a baby or something. Yep. Nice. Yep. Are the indexes of the GSE um, available for individuals to use their own analysis before adventuring yeah. or venturing into mm-hmm. the stock trade? Yeah the, the, yeah, the information is out there. I mean, on the GSE website and data bank website to very loaded. And we have a very strong research team that captures a lot of these things. So if you wanted, your first stop is that stock exchange website. And then if you need any further, you can reach out to the databank. Nice one there. Yep. Um, almost out of time, but let me squeeze in maybe these two. It says, mm-hmm. I want to find out from Sydney how risks can be minimized when mm-hmm. investing in the stock market. Yeah. So the minimizing risk, it goes back to the, the uh, key questions I was asking, trying to understand the business model and knowing whether the company has prospects for growth. So it comes with a lot of research, you know, doing your analysis and there are financial techniques for doing all those things. But Basically, the more informed you are, the more likely you are to, you know, evade those risks that you might you might face. So it all comes to knowledge, seeking the knowledge and understanding. Okay. And finally, this one says, I'd like to know if a person in Ghana can trade on international stock markets regardless of distance. If yes, how do we go about it? I think so, he answered that already. Yeah. 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 Uh, he says it's possible. So in case you missed that, um, get in touch with the data bank. I'm sure they'll be more than happy to help you. Should I read this last one? Good afternoon, Jess. How many years or months can I invest in stock in the stock exchange? Thanks to thanks, I'm Bosco in Kaswa. How many years or months? So no, so you own it to perpetuity. I mean, till the company folds up or decides to. I don't metamorphose into something else. Yeah. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. This and then great. at which point, I mean, even if you pass away or something, you can hand it over to your next of kin to take over. Nice. Yeah. So, 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 final question. Let's say after this conversation, there are people out there who are really excited about, you know, investing in stocks and they want to do that. How do we buy shares? Because I know data bank brokerage does that, right? Mm-hmm. How do we go about, um, you know, taking that first step? Okay. So you can decide to call 0302-610-610. You'll be attended to superb team. Uh, or you can visit, um, send us an email, info at databankgroup.com. And um, we'll send you the forms to fill in. So you don't even need to come to our office. Everything can be done you know, electronically. You send it, the forms to us and then we set you up. Awesome. Thank you so much for listening to the Sunshine Girl podcast. I hope you found the thoughts, ideas and conversations beneficial. I'm glad you spent time with me today. I hope I gave you value. Please come back soon.